Sunday. This is another thing that uh, we're getting a lot of questions about. I know a lot of you feel confusion about is, is it okay to go to church on Sunday? Many of you are coming from the, the teaching and the idea that's now ingrained in your heads that Sunday worship is pagan and it's evil. Um, I think there's just a couple of quick things we can say about that. So uh, one, I just, 1 Corinthians, um, 1 Corinthians 8, I think has a, uh, a teaching here that has practical application to this question. So I'm just going to read this and I'm going to kind of pull out some things uh, that I think uh, relate to this question about Sunday worship. 1 Corinthians 8, it says, Therefore, as the eating of food, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an, an idol has no real existence and that there is no God but one. For although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. However, not all possess this knowledge. And here, here's the key part. Listen to this. So he says, but some through former association with idols eat food as if it was really offered to an idol and their conscience being weak is defiled. Then he says, food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat and no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. Okay, so here, obviously, he's talking about food. He's not, he's not talking about Sunday worship, necessarily. And so you might be thinking, like, why am I bringing this up? And so here's, here's the thing. This has so much application to this question about, um, about Sunday worship. Okay, so what's the whole foundation of the WMSCOG argument that says you should not work, worship on Sunday, and if you do, you're, you're of the devil, you're, 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 uh, you're an unbeliever, what, what, whatever accusations they put on people um, that might go to church on Sunday, which again, going to church on Sunday is not a big deal to me. Like I go to a church, um, again, this, there's so many things. I don't think going to church is about going to a building and, uh, and, uh, listening to a sermon and, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I think the WMSCOG kind of conveys that, that it is that Sabbath observance is, I think, uh, yeah, there's so much more to it, probably another topic, but, uh, this is talking about people who, who have uh, this idea that there's that when this food has been offered to an idol, if they then consume that food and eat it, it's an evil thing. And then the idea is, well, it's it, you know it's been offered to an idol. This this demonic thing is evil. It's pagan. So how could I partake in that? What Paul is saying is that if you have knowledge, if if you have a mature knowledge and way of thinking about God and who He is, you'll understand. These, these, there is no God but one. There's only one God. And so this, this, off, this food that's been offered to an idol, um, he, he goes so far as to say it, it's, it's, you're no better off if you uh, don't eat it or if you do eat it. It doesn't matter. The, the idol is nothing. It doesn't even exist. And so you can have the knowledge to know that in Christ, when you believe in God, you've been, you've been brought into this, this place of freedom and liberation. You've been brought above uh, you've been lifted out of these these regulations and these rules and this fearfulness about oh I can't touch that and I can't I can't do this I can't eat that because that's that's evil and demonic and that's been offered to pagans and idols. Um, God lifts us up above that and He gives us freedom. Um, and and uh, I think this applies to Sunday worship because the WMSCOG comes and they say well 
Sunday worship has been offered to idols. I know they don't say that. It's kind of the concept is that, well, it comes from pagan roots, it's pagan sources. And so if you do that, you're, you're evil and you're condemned. Um, well, I think practically we can learn from the lesson that Paul's talking about here and, and, and know that, well, we're free in Christ. Like there's no, there's no, uh, there's no God but one. And so even if um, people in the past uh, may, may have dedicated Sunday to, to the worship of pagan God. Well, God lifts me above that. Like, I'm not impacted by that. Like, I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I can worship any day I want to. And God's not, God's not upset with me that I, that, that I choose to say, man, this, this day, this, this day, Sunday, that, that these people uh, dedicated to worship of pagan gods, well, I'm going to dedicate it to worshiping the true God. Like, it's confusing to me. Why can't you guys just do that? And I'm talking to the WMSCOG or people who are so concerned with Sunday worship. Like, if you're so concerned with the fact that this this day was dedicated to the worship of pagan gods, well, don't we have the freedom in Christ? Hasn't he bought for us the power and the ability in him through the Spirit to say, well, I'm dedicating Sunday to God. Um, And that doesn't mean you have to worship on Sunday or Saturday. Uh, and that's the thing I want to get to next is Romans 14, which is which is something that I just I guess I just don't understand why passages like this are not brought up by people like the WMSCOG when when the emphasis is so put on by them on observance of specific days and, and uh, uh, seasons and things like that. And so Romans 14, um, I'm going to start in verse five. Paul says, one person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. While the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. Uh, For none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. Uh, And then jumping down to verse 10. He says, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand for the judgment seat of God. Uh, as it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, every tongue will confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. And 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 so he to finish this, he says, I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is inc- unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. Romans 14, 14, Paul says, I'm convinced that nothing, nothing is unclean in itself. And so the, the, the mere worship of a specific day or su- Sunday itself is not evil. The fact that pagans in the past have set apart Sunday as this day of uh, worship to false gods does not make Sunday, the day itself, evil or unclean. Nothing is unclean. And as Jesus said, what makes us unclean is not what we bring into us, what we, we bring into our bodies, but what comes out of our hearts. That's what defiles us. I'm not defiled by something physical around me. I'm not defiled by a physical observance on a specific day. Uh, and if we go back to 1 Corinthians 8, the teaching there is that I'm not defiled by simply eating some kind of food that may or may not have been offered to idols. Um, 
what defiles me is what comes out of my heart, the evil and, and what uh, Jesus describes, the adultery and the evil desires and the lusts and the, 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 the selfishness and the whatever that comes out of the human heart. It's when we act and embrace those things and act upon them, that's what defiles us and then we need cleanse from that. But the mere observance of a certain day or the mere eating of a certain food that doesn't in it, those things are not in themselves unclean, is what the teaching of the Bible is, what the clear teaching of Paul is here. Um, he even specifies whether or not certain days are better than others, whether we need to observe one day over another. So here's a significant thing. The whole controversy here is whether or not we need to observe Sabbath, Passover, things like that, in order to be justified before God. Um, if we're going to answer that question, where should we go? Well, we should go to the Bible. We should look in the scripture and see, is that question ever addressed? Does Paul, Peter, Jesus, do they ever address that specific question of, do I or do I not need to observe a certain day? Now that the new covenant has come, I'm in Christ, I have faith in him. Do I still, as a Gentile believer, need to observe certain days or feasts in order to become justified before God? Okay, again, that's the controversy. That's the question we're trying to answer. If we're going to answer that, we need to go and find, does the Bible address it specifically? Romans 14 is one, one of the few places that actually does address that question specifically. And the answer is, again, Romans 14, 5. One person esteems one day is better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. So what is Paul saying here? He's saying, if you personally have this conviction... That Sunday, worshiping on Sunday is evil, and that that would be a sin against God. Then when he goes on to say, like Romans uh, 14, uh, 14, he says, if, if anyone considers something to be unclean, then for them it's unclean. So if your conscience can't handle worshiping on Sunday, well, that, that's fine if you want to hold true to that conviction. And, and out of a reverent love for God, say, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to worship on another day. Because you feel personally you want to set that day apart as a day of worship. There's nothing wrong with doing that. What's wrong is when we have those convictions and we look at something like Sunday worship and we say, oh, that was, that was a pagan day. And if you worship on that, you're just following the pagans. And then, we, and then we look at others who might be worshiping on Sunday and say, well, you guys are evil. You're sinning. That's wrong to do that. When we do that, we're directly disobeying what Paul says here. When he says, don't ca cast judgment on your brothers. One, one brother esteems one day as better than another. One, one brother thinks that all days are alike. And Paul doesn't say either one is right or wrong. Um, what he does tell us, though, in other places, is that he shows us that it's, it's those who have knowledge, right? Those who are, who have, I mean, just to put it bluntly, those who have a greater level of maturity in their understanding of God and their understanding of these things, they're going to realize that God isn't so concerned with the specific day that I worship on, but rather my heart. And, and, and if I feel personally convicted that I need to keep worship on Saturday or observe certain days, I should do it, but I should not enforce that on other people. So all this is to answer the question of uh, about, just again, to talk about Sunday worship. These are just some practical things to, to consider and look at from the Bible about what the Bible teaches about these things and about whether or not they are necessary and requirements for you as a believer. And the testimony of Scripture, I think, over and over is that they're not requirement. There's no requirement that you can't worship on Sunday, 
there's no requirement that you have to worship on Saturday. I just believe the teaching of the New Testament has shown us that we've been freed from rules and regulations like that. I believe that we still obey the Sabbath, the commandment of the Sabbath. Obviously, that's one of the Ten Commandments. So there's a way that we still must obey that. So I'm not teaching disobedience to it. What I'm saying is that I think there's a more full picture of what it looks like to obey that in Christ. So Colossians 2, 16 says, Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. So the observance, I think, of Saturday worship, of doing on that specific day, that was a command. And I think ultimately now we look back on that and we see that that was a shadow pointing to the full reality of what Jesus has brought to us. And I believe the reality is what we, we've been talking about, is this, this faith in Christ that produces a rest for our souls, a faith in Christ that, that lifts the burdens off of our own backs where we think it's up to us and it's about us, it's about our righteousness, it's about our ability to, to get this Christian life done. We allow God to lift that off our backs and realize, no, this is about him. This is about his strength, not my strength. Uh, like the, the scripture says, not by uh, strength or might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I can't remember where that's at exactly. Um, but when we realize that, that's, that's the faith God's looking for that produces a rest for our souls. And I believe that rest is the true fulfillment of the picture that Saturday Sabbath pointed to, that God wants us to live in the Sabbath rest. Um, and so I think the observance of it on a certain day was the shadow. And so I think if you look back in that on that and you focus in on that and you say, that's where, that's where righteousness is found. That's where spiritual growth is found. If I look on that and I look on that certain day and focus in on observing that certain day, that's going to give me my spiritual growth and make me spiritually complete. I, I just personally, I feel like that's not the right way to look at it. I think the certain day observance was a shadow pointing to the reality that now in Christ we have that rest. We can observe the Sabbath every day. And I think that's what Hebrews is getting at. If you look at the first, uh, specifically the first four chapters of Hebrews, the Sabbath rest that remains for the people of God. I believe that rest is for those who daily, moment by moment, put their faith in Jesus and rest in his promises. And in that, I'm fulfilling the commandment of the Sabbath by resting in God rather than trying to rest in my own labors and my own works. So all that to say, if you're, if you left this group, um, I hope you see that there is no specific denominational organization. Again, I think it's important that you join yourself to other believers um, and those who are holding fast to the, the, the true faith in Jesus and the true teaching about who he is. Um, and then also, yeah, I, I just I think you shouldn't be so concerned with whether or not you need to worship on Sunday or not. Uh, practically, uh, most church groups meet on Sunday. And so the reason for that, obviously, that that happened, that that's happened in history is just because Sunday uh, is, is the resurrection day. It's the Lord's Day. And so uh, believers just begin to meet on those that day, I believe, historically. But you don't have to. There's, there's, there, you're not going to be disqualified by God because you, you might want to worship on a Wednesday or maybe on a Monday, um, or, or just set apart every day. I, I don't know. Just, I just think you shouldn't be so worried or consumed or fearful about whether you're going to get it wrong if you do or if you don't. Um, I think both are missing the point. I think again, your focus should be on Christ, and uh, and then do like like Paul teaches in Romans 14. Whatever you feel personally convicted of, whatever you feel personally led 
by God to do. If that's, I'm going to, I'm going to worship on Saturday or I'm going to worship on a Sunday. Well, I just say, yeah, do that. That's fine. Um, but just don't feel like it's something that you're doing to earn your salvation or earn your place in God's family. Uh, you are, we are children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. That's uh, Galatians. And, um, and so we can have freedom to worship God in spirit and in truth. Uh, God's looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. This is what he told the, the woman at the well um, who, who said, you know, you Jews believe that we must worship in, in the temple or we must, we must do it this way. And Jesus replies and says, well, I've, I've kind of come to show that there's a different way, there's a better way, uh, that it's not about the location, it's not about the day, but it's about those who worship God from their hearts in spirit and in truth. Um, and so I think that's what we have the freedom to do. That's what you guys who are leaving this group uh, have the freedom to do. And so don't, yeah, just don't feel so worried. You're not going to get it wrong. Uh, God has so much patience for you as you're leaving and you're figuring this out. And I think as you continue to learn and be deprogrammed from the WMSCOG's teachings, um, I think you're going to find a lot of freedom um, in this area. I hope that, uh, yeah, I hope this was helpful. We <clears throat> encourage you guys to keep sending questions. Uh, again, I just wanted to make these couple of videos just kind of speak a little bit more personally to you guys and uh, just know that I, I wish I could sit down with each one of you individually. It'd be so much easier than, than doing it this way. Um, but I just want to kind of give this broad encouragement and, and just uh, these, these thoughts that I have about these questions that I know many of you have. Um, if, if, if you have more questions or concerns even or disagreements with things I said, I, I'm totally open to be challenged or questioned or uh, we, again, we'd love to meet up with you guys to set up even just personal one-on-one -on -one Zoom conversations or phone calls uh, and just kind of help you guys in any way we can through this process. Um, so, uh, yeah, God bless, and I uh, we'll hope you guys are, are staying safe in this time.